Come on! Wait! Hide in here! What are we doing? We, we have to get to the mountain. It's Adriani. Over here! What are you two doing in there? You told me that you were searching for a dragon! I think we found it! You heard the frog. Let's go! Shouldn't we have more of a plan? Come now, little master. This is the plan. <laughs> And the Dragon, Part 4. The Daring Three made their way through the camp, trying to the best of their ability to stay out of sight. In the commotion, it proved to be a simple task. Soon, they were at the edge of the camp, looking at the path which led to the mountain. No turning back now. The path was steep, and parts of nature had begun to retake its lost ground. Loose rock covered the earth, giving no solid footing. Their clothes would catch and rip on passing branches or thorns, and they would sometimes trip on roots that peaked above the dirt. Sweat stung their eyes, and their breathing was heavy. After a while, the path disappeared entirely, and they found themselves staring at a wall of rock that climbed to the sky. It seemed that the easy part was over, and the challenge was about to begin. As much as I hate to say it, it looks like this will be the spot where we start our ascent. His eyes surveyed the wall of rock and stone. <sighs> well, there, there are some good footholds and and holds as far as I can see. Silver lining, I suppose, so let's get to it. Start climbing? Unless you see a set of stairs nearby? No? Then yes, boy, we climb. Leave your packs here. The weight will be too great. I will carry mine with a small amount of provisions. I'll go first. Take your time. Make sure you have good footing as you go. We don't want you to fall. Right. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm sure. We'll be right behind you. Will you? We're on an adventure. Then let us set off and find ourselves a dragon. The ground faded behind them as they climbed up to the sky. The camp below was distant, replaced by the cold winds of the mountain. They took their time, carefully planning their steps. One slip, and the adventure would end. How goes it up there? Uh, fine, I think. There's a ledge further up. We can rest there. Good idea. The air is thin at this height, and the wind likes to bite. Exhausted, frozen, and on the brink of what felt like starvation, 
They collapsed on the ledge. Still a ways to go, I'd say. But Chinza, I fear we'll soon reach it. Well, what do you think will happen once we find it? Can't honestly say. Everyone could be right. The dragon won't be able to talk. And if that's the case, we'll most likely eat you. Um... Uh, or it won't. We should get going. I can't do it anymore. I won't go another step. I don't understand why we want to get closer to that. We can't be right. Look at all these people down there. That army. How can they be wrong? I know you're scared. Yes, I'm scared. It's a dragon. I didn't think we would make it this far. When the commander was sending us home, I was happy. I think. Where would you go? Back home? I saw what happened to you. something here with us this is your home now this is all of ours we go together this is our adventure our journey yes there are a lot of people who think we are wrong a whole army but who cares what if we're right we could save a life I think that makes it worth trying Come now, lad. We test our might today. What do you mean you saw what happened to me? I saw the fire, the house. I heard you shouting. How? When we locked eyes after the Faloff, I don't really know how it happened. I'm sorry about your family. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't save them. I don't know what you're going through. I can't. But that doesn't mean you're not brave. You've done a lot since then that shows you are. I'm scared too. You? Yes. But I can't stop now. I've come too far to turn back. Thinking like that helps. No, can't say I have, but I will not turn away from one if it comes to it. I don't think it will. She was terrified as she prepared to climb once more. Her speech was moving, but as the boy said, it is a dragon. bodies were growing weaker under the constant strain being endured. Their skin cracked, opened by the gnawing of the wind. The little girl led on, her hands digging into the rocks, the snow. Her breath was heavy and forced, climbing upward and onward, one hand after the other, her feet pushing her forward. 
her hand missed, slipping off the next handhold. Her other failed to grip tightly around its placement and could no longer hold on. The wall of rock was moving away from her slowly. She felt dizzy as the wind roared in her ears. She saw her friends reaching out for her, but could not hear what they said. The world seemed to move so slowly. Is this the end? Was her adventure over? As these thoughts filled her head, a darkness swept past her. She felt something pluck her from the spinning world. The ground, which seemed to be rushing towards her, appeared to be retreating. Her eyes felt heavy, and her world went to black. No! She's gone! It took her! As far as we know, she's alive. And we have to hold on to that. Keep driving. The young boy set off with determination. His friend had been taken, and he was going to get her back. She was sitting in a clearing somewhere on the mountain. Rocks that pointed to the heavens made a perimeter around her, forming a shelter from the wind. The clearing was quite large. The height of the rocks made it rather deep as well. And within, large boulders had found their own refuge from the wind, scattering themselves all about. But I don't think you are. 
reached the ledge and extended his hand back to the boy. There we go. Come on. We have to find her. Slow down. We have to get our bearings first. No use charging off if it's in the wrong direction. Now, let's see. He hopped onto a nearby boulder for a better view. As he looked about, the young boy noticed movement across the way. Um, Adriane? Sir, Sir Adriane, it's not that hard to remember. Look! He pointed at a set of figures emerging from a path. They did not walk like other men, no. It looked as if they glided over the ground, like smoke leaving a fire, with not a sound to be heard. They were clad in dark, twisted armor. Hoods shrouded their faces that twitched and turned at any sound. All manner of dark weaponry rested on their backs. Down! I assume they are the Dragon Hunters. Same group we had the pleasure of running into on the road. Quite dangerous, I imagine. I wonder what path they found to get here. She's with the dragon. I know that. We need a plan. And here's what we know. She is with the dragon. They are here for the dragon. We need to find the dragon. We follow them. They lead us to the dragon, and by doing so, they will lead us to our friend. Ooh, I'm quite good at this. What happens when we get there? We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Doing their very best to stay out of sight, they followed the hunters further up the Whispering Peak. to say. The dragon moved from the shadows, its body thin and long. Running down it were scales the color of smoke. It rested on short limbs which led down to claw-like daggers that scratched the stone when it moved. It stretched out its large wings and pulled them back in. It was much shorter than 60 meters as the man had said in the tavern but still an impressive sight nonetheless. Eight meters from tail to head. Tell me, do you know of the storytellers? I know of them, yes. My father and a man I met in a village. Did your father tell you of the magic? No, but the man did. And what did he say to you? He looked into my eyes. That is the gift of the storyteller. They can gaze into the soul of any creature and see what lies there. It is both a blessing and a curse to wield that power. 
to see the soul of another change as a person, a life laid before them. There are no secrets in the soul. The very being is etched in as if chiseled in rock. Did you look into his? He did. Did you pass judgment on him? What? Was he found a worthy man, or did you find him wanting? I saw a man full of sorrow and torment. It looked as if he was chasing something. I saw a man who wanted to spread joy, even though he could not have it. I saw a broken man rebuilding himself. thrown into a world of ice and snow. Great peaks protruded in the landscape, cutting through the lake of clouds below them. Everywhere she looked, she saw great beasts flying this way and that, diving into the clouds and soaring back out. A low rumble came from behind her. A great dragon emerged from the shadows. It stood at the edge of the cliff, only to be joined by another, the same one from the clearing. Leaning their heads together, they spoke in slow, low rumbles. And when the rumbling was finished, the great dragon backed away, leaving the other by itself. After a few moments, the dragon from the clearing stood on its hind legs and dove off. The world rushed over her in a blur of landscapes, frosty peaks, endless waters, lush green shores. They finally arrived at the base of the Whispering Peak. The dragon explored the nearby forest and caught fish in the rivers. It seemed happy here, playing in the water with the animals that approached. However, there was one animal it did not intend to see. One night when it was bathing, a group of soldiers on patrol stumbled across its path. Smoke clouded her vision, and the next thing she knew, she was atop the mountain in a small cave. The dragon curled in a corner, arrows protruding from its side, a faint whimper coming from under one of its wings. The world felt cold, chilling her to the bone as she approached. Peeking behind the leathery curtain, she gazed upon a sea of sorrow, a dragon etching into stone, mountains, and a sea of clouds, with shapes soaring all about. The pebbles around them started to shake and move. In response, the dragon curled in tighter. The little girl moved away, climbing atop the rocks to find the source of the noise. Below, hundreds of men in metal emerged from the forest, their boots shaking the earth. She heard yelling, 
and it was filled with hate and fear. She looked back to the dragon, trying to hide its large form deeper into the shadows. The world faded to black, and she was staring into the eyes of the dragon atop the mountain. Stay low. I know. I'm trying. Wait. They're stopping. What are they doing? Talking, I think. Will you stop moving, boy? Um. Wait. What? There five? Adriano? Sir Adriano. A man had his arm wrapped around the young boy with a sword drawn, pointing towards the frog. Well, this is interesting. Bound and embarrassed, they were dragged to the rest of the hunters, who did not notice or seem to care of their approach, but rather were quite focused on what was on the other side of the ledge. Death wish, Frog. The voice was sharp. It demanded an answer. The young boy tried to figure out who was talking, but no one turned around. I ask you again. Do you have a death wish? He's a knight. The boy had no idea where that came from. He just spit it out. He felt a stirring within him. Tired, cold, and with his friend in danger, he no longer wanted to be scared. He wanted to take action. And you're in our way. A hand reached out and pulled him to the ledge, pushing his head over. Do you see that boy? He was forced to look into a clearing where he saw a huge beast. He could feel his throat drying and closing up. The strength of the arm holding him down was overpowering. He opened his mouth to yell, but a hand covered it. Are you scared? You should be. You gaze at a creature your nightmares dare not even conjure. Would you like me to let you go? So you can run down and have it swallow you up. We are here to kill the beast. My man and I know no other purpose in life but this. He nodded to the others, signaling them to move. Three hunters spread across the ledge, circling the enclosure. In their hands were nets of chain, with weights dangling from the ends. When I give the signal, Take your fear away. This thing cannot be allowed to live. We do not understand it. It's too dangerous. Can, can you see the girl? Can you go? The hunter holding the frog shoved him to the ground. The mention of their friend sent a sharp punch throughout the boy's body. Where was she? 
His mind became clear as he looked around. He had to think fast. Time was running out. He needed anything to show if she was down there, but the dragon blocked his view. The ledge below him was a good 20-foot drop, curving all the way down. He could possibly roll without being hurt, but it did nothing for him being pinned or his hands bound. He needed to act, his heart pounding in his chest as the hand of the hunter left his back. His mind was racing. He had no idea where his friend was, and his current plan was him rolling down a cliff and meeting a dragon. The creature finally moved, giving the boy clear sight of the little girl standing before it, her hand upon his scales. She was right. It was now or never. As his plan was about to take action, the little girl was seeing a dragon through new eyes. You're like me. The scales felt oddly soft under her hand. You're on your own adventure. You've seen so much. So, you do have the gift. The dragon turned towards its cave. I'm sorry. For what? For them. Man fears what they do not understand. Fear leads to anger, and man strikes when angered. What will you do now? Before it could give an answer, a sharp cry was heard in the air. With all the strength he could muster, the boy was biting hard into the hunter's hand. The frog took this moment of surprise to slip free and in a blink connected a kick to the face of his captor, sending him down the mountainside. Great work! Don't just stand there! Bring it down! Pulling his wounded hand from the boy, the hunter stood and reached for the bow on his back. Without hesitation, the boy sprang to his feet and with great force, plowed his body into the man, sending them both over the ledge. The pair tumbled down, bouncing off rocks in their path. The boy didn't notice the pain. There wasn't time to notice. He needed to reach his friend. Above, the frog knight was busy at work, hopping along the edge at great speed, soon reaching another hunter and taking a page out of the boy's book, pushed the man down the drop, swooping up the chain net and continuing towards his next foe. The little girl watched in amazement at the events before her. She felt a tight squeeze around her waist and saw the tail of the dragon was lifting her up and placing her behind it, putting her away from the chaos. The ground shook ears deafened by the sound. She tried to move, but the tail kept her back. The chaos in front seemed to stop. The young boy froze in mid-step, finding himself between the dragon and the hunter. You come with sharpened steel and nets of chain. You approach me like a common beast when my back is turned. I know your kind. Demons in the shadows. Cowards. The little girl wriggled free of the tail and slowly approached the front, 
standing under the dragon's head. How many of my kind have you slayed, conqueror? I've lost count. No more. What will you do, beast? Let us go. I will hunt you down to the very ends of the earth. His bow was nearby. A quick roll and he could have it drawn and loosened before the dragon could act. Slain any of your kind along the way. I will not let it come to that. The little girl beckoned the boy to slowly move towards her. Just a young one. I faced bigger than you. I keep their spikes as trophies. Would you like to see them? Each has shown me what your kind can do. And I you. But I do not judge all for the actions of a few. More than a few down there, I would say. I will not let you hurt anything else. We'll see about that. He roared, grabbing his bow and knocking it. The little girl jumped in front of the dragon, her arms outstretched like wings. No! She closed her eyes and heard a scream, and then something fall to the ground. Slowly squinting through them, she found she stood in a thick shade. The dragon's wings had blocked her and the young boy acting as a shield from the world. Pulling them back as you would curtains, she laid eyes on the hunter, grasping at his leg, rolling on the ground. An arrow was sticking from his thigh. She looked up and saw the knight, knocking another and aiming it at the last. If you know what's good for you, you'll put down your arms and return to your masters. The final member of the hunting party put down his chains and quickly turned about, disappearing from the ledge. You are full of surprises, young one. He slid down as the dragon stomped towards the wounded man, stretching his claws, pushing the hunter flat under its weight. No! Sprinting forward, she wrapped her arms around the leg of the dragon. Don't! Please don't! Not like this! Don't become like them! She turned her head towards the wounded man, peering at him squirming under the claws. She leaned down and looked into his eyes. A sickly darkness washed over her. There was no imagery, no scenes to play out, only noise, a chaotic noise, an emptiness that was filled with nothing but evil. Linked, and was brought back out. You are filled with anger and hate. So much hate. Your world is closed. And for that, you will be forgotten. No one will remember your story. I pity you, but I will not remember you. She looked to the dragon. Please, let him go. It stared for a moment before letting out a great sigh and removing its cross. The man's eyes blankly stared into the clouds above. The group turned their backs on him. <laughs>
was intense. Indeed. A cry came from behind. The wounded hunter was standing up, a short sword in his hand and a deranged madness on his face. His eyes glazed over. Rage engulfed him. The frog brought his bow across the man's head, bringing him back down to the ground. Well, that's that. I suggest we leave before he wakes up. Yes, we should. This land is growing too dangerous. You said we. You've come all this way to see a dragon. Is this really where you want your adventure to end? What about your parents? You will see them again. But as your father said, you must come back with stories. And I can think of no greater story than the one that awaits us. And you? Will you see your family again? In time, I will. I'll tell your parents what's happened if you want. You wouldn't come? She would need your bravery on this adventure, my boy. He was the one who put the plan into action without hesitation, I might add. Stood up in the face of danger and laughed, he did. Made me quite proud. And you? Me? You were right. When all others doubted, you stayed true to yourself. That is no easy feat. You led the way when others lost theirs. You are a true leader. One I am proud to follow. The two children embrace the frog. Right? Yes. Okay, now. So, what say you, adventurers? Do you want to see what this world has to offer? What stories lie in wait? I do. Me too. Then it is settled. Come, you magnificent creature. Show us the world! They climbed onto the back of the dragon and held on as they dove off the whispering peak, soaring above the clouds and into a world unknown. Yes, yes, I quite enjoyed it. What did you think? Woo, woo. That was a good part, yes. The troll was terrifying. Then she came up with that cunning plan. I was on the edge of my seat. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, I saw you hiding in the corner, peeking out from behind your wing. Don't say you didn't. Woo. Woo, woo. Yes, the frog knight. He was quite entertaining. I hope we have not heard the last of him. But I would quite like to learn more about these storytellers. Do you have anything on them? All right, all right, for another time. No need to gang up on me. I will finish writing these down in the morning. Is that all right with everyone? Oh, well, thank you very much. And with that, I'm going to bed. You've already eaten. Get you to bed. Music box? I look forward to our next adventure. Yes, and I know you're looking forward to your next meal. 
but you will eat in the morning. No more midnight snacks. Thank you for listening to our first series. The Loremaster, the Owl Nix, the Dragon, and the Commander, plus a few other miscellaneous characters were all played by Nicholas Ewing. Jessica Perdue played the little girl, the main character of the story, and the young boy was played by Marcus Christensen. The Frog Knight, Adriane, and one of the Bobs was played by Adrian Young. Liam Chessel played the Captain. The Troll, Dragon Hunter, the other Bob, plus a sprinkling of other miscellaneous characters, along with the narrator, were played by Garrett Cluett. And this series was written, directed, and edited by Garrett Cluett as well, and brought to you by Vox Storia. Nix and I, oh yes, and the music box, <laughs> can't forget about you either. All look forward to sharing more stories with you. If you have a second, please leave a review. It helps us out. Remember, where wondrous stories are told, marvelous adventures begin to unfold.